One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts. Specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hi, this is Imran Ahmed, founder and CEO of The Business of Fashion. Welcome to the BOF Podcast. It's Friday, February 24th. Anyone who's been following the conversations coming out of Silicon Valley lately can't have missed all the talk around artificial intelligence, or more specifically, generative AI. Some of you may have heard of Microsoft-backed ChatGPT, which generates sophisticated text when given prompts on what to create. Dali does the same with images, and lots of those have been popping up on our Instagram feeds lately as people have been playing around with this new technology. But what does generative AI mean for fashion and how might it shape the way we think about creativity in the fashion industry? This week on the BOF podcast, I sat down with our technology correspondent, Mark Bain, to discuss Silicon Valley's latest craze and its transformative potential for fashion. Here's Mark Bain on the BOF podcast. Hello, Mark. How are you today? I'm doing great. I'm very excited to be here and to get to join you on the podcast. Yeah, the BOF podcast is our place to have the latest and greatest conversations on everything happening in fashion. But we have a bit of a twist today because in the technology world right now, everyone has become obsessed with artificial intelligence, in particular, generative AI. And as I've been following along on these conversations related to chat GPT, and Microsoft and Google and Bing and you know everything that's happening got the whole Silicon Valley set in a tizzy. I've also been thinking about what the implications might be for an industry like ours. 
And a lot of experts that I follow and trust, they're really positioning this wave of technological innovation as a potentially very important technological platform in the same way that the internet was or social media was in years past. But then again, they said that about the metaverse too. And now we all know that there's a lot of questions there. So what I want to do with you today, Mark, is kind of sort through the facts and hype and kind of really distill what's important for people working in the fashion industry to understand about this new technology. But before we do that, you know, maybe we need to start with the basics. What is AI or what is generative AI and why has it become such a conversation point recently? It's just what it sounds like. I mean, the thing that makes it interesting is that it will generate novel content from a prompt. So that content could be images. We've seen people creating pictures of anything you could imagine. You type in polar bear snowboarding and the AI can generate a very good, like plausible looking image that looks as if it were created by a human. But it can also be like text content. That's what chat GPT does. You can ask the AI questions. It can provide historical information. One of the really interesting use cases that I've seen is people using it to identify errors in code and to create new code. So it can generate all sorts of stuff. There is work being done to generate sound files, to generate video. It's based on a very simple text prompt that you can enter, and the AI can essentially produce something that looks as if a human created it. Yeah, I think that's a really good way of describing it. I mean, when I started playing around with ChatGPT and with also with some of the image generating AI, it kind of reminded me of like back in the day with MS-DOS when you had to like type in prompts to create some kind of outcome. And so the prompt becomes really important part of the creation of this technology. Because when I was playing around with it, I noticed that the people who were getting the most interesting outcomes had a very specific and detailed way of prompting. What's been your experience with using this technology firsthand? I mean, I agree that the prompts are really key and there's actually kind of a skill to it, which is interesting. And one of the theories about where this stuff could head is that you'll have like prompt engineers who could essentially be like specialized in doing this as a job for whatever business and they would know how to work with the AI. It's a lot like coding, like you said. I remember installing video games on a PC and you had to do it from that that DOS screen. It's a similar sort of thing, although one of the things that's interesting is I think that required a lot more learning to get into it. One of the things that's really interesting about generative AI, and I think part of the reason it's kind of caught fire, is you don't really need a lot of specialized skill to do it. I mean, you can type in a really basic prompt and it'll produce something that looks great or that sounds great. And so it's not just people in the field of like computer science using it, it's a lot of just regular people who think it's really fun and are trying new ways to use it and just coming up with creative things on their own. The other reason it's taken off is because some of the big technology giants have really jumped into kind of open combat, if you were, in terms of like seizing this technology and integrating it into their existing platforms. And interestingly, it's been Microsoft, a company that I guess a lot of us still kind of engage with when we're using things like Microsoft Word or LinkedIn or some of these other technologies that they own. 
But it's been a long time since Microsoft was at kind of the forefront of the technology conversation and their somewhat under the radar search engine Bing, which has really become front and center. And apparently like engagement and traffic on Bing has soared since Microsoft integrated a chat GPT element into the search engine. Can you talk to us about exactly what's going on with the search world and like why Google and Microsoft are so keen to figure out how AI can augment the search function? Yeah, the conversation around Bing has been really fascinating because as you, I would say, pretty generously put it, it has been a bit under the radar compared to Google. They committed to this multi-year, multi-billion dollar investment in OpenAI, which is the maker of ChatGPT and the Dolly image generators. And the purpose of integrating some of these tools into their search and the thinking goes that it would transform how we search for information on the internet. So right now you think about it like when you put in a search prompt, mostly what you're looking for is links in return. Google crawls the web and it'll show you stories that are relevant and authoritative and that kind of thing. But you still generally have to click in the links. I mean, that's been changing. Google has been adding more information up front, trying to provide answers. But the thing that this AI tool would do or is doing at Bing is instead of just giving you links, it would just give you the answer that you need, whatever the prompt might be. You know, if you're looking for historical information or something like that, or the best recipe or whatever it may be, like you would no longer get a bunch of links that you then have to evaluate and sort through. The AI would essentially do it for you and present the best answer. At least that's in theory how this will all work. There are still some bugs to be worked out, like with historical information being one example where these AI tools can actually return a lot of stuff that's not accurate. So that's one of the dangers still, and there's still room for improvement. That kind of grounds us in the basics of what's going on. What is AI? What is generative AI? Why has it taken fire? And it's clear that because tech companies believe it's the next big thing and because it's a pretty accessible, fun new technology to play with, a lot of people are jumping in. But what in your conversations with leaders out there, Mark, does this technology mean for an industry like fashion where creativity is such a big part of the value that's created. I mean, I've seen all of these images appear in my Instagram feed and other places of people kind of designing runway looks and imagery using prompts. But I can't imagine that a design process is going to happen like that. I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on the company quite a bit. There are mass market companies right now that designing a new collection is essentially taking an existing silhouette of something and changing the fabrics. It's not that unheard of that there's not a lot of design in there. And then there are a lot of companies too, that if you think about it, the designers work on creative briefs. So, you know, they might get a, a set of colors and some inspirations and that sort of thing. And they're supposed to come up with ideas based on that. This one company I spoke to, Kala, which is like an all-in-one platform for designers to design and then produce clothing, essentially, they have actually integrated a tool from OpenAI into their software so that you can generate new clothing designs. And when I was speaking to them, what they said to me was like, if you think about it, it's like a creative director in a lot of instances. They're not the ones like creating patterns and draping and all that. A lot of times they have a team. 
And what they're sending to that team are essentially prompts. It's a different type of prompt maybe, but it's inspirations and it's colors and come up with a mood board and that sort of thing. And then the team generates some ideas and they were describing it as like, this makes anyone into a creative director, which I thought was sort of interesting because I do think within fashion, we really romanticize creativity. And I I don't mean that to sound like creativity isn't valuable. I think it is, but I think it's also work. And one of the arguments for these sorts of tools is that they can remove some of the more menial parts of the work and really allow designers to focus on the creativity. You could come up with a bunch of different ideas and then curate them. Of course, there's the other side of this argument too, where a true designer who is draping and cutting and really understands patterns and all of that, like there's a level of creativity there that you arguably cannot replicate with the machine. So I think we'll actually see this stuff come into use, but it might very much depend on the company, the sector they're in, that sort of thing. So basically the super sharp end of creativity where a designer is inventing and innovating new ways of cutting garments, new fabric techniques, new silhouettes. Maybe that part of the creative process in the industry is sustained, but some of the more applicational elements where you know, you're taking existing silhouettes or you're building on things that already exist, that could be done by an AI? Yeah. I mean, in theory, I don't find it especially hard to imagine how a giant like fast fashion company that is known for just producing new styles on a regular basis they could take whatever data they're seeing in the marketplace use that to create prompts generate a bunch of images have a human team pick the designs that they would want to produce and then use that to go into production i mean in theory it's a more efficient way of doing it Again, we get back into this debate about like, is it creative? I will leave that for others, but I'm sure companies will find ways to make money off of this. And I think that's what a lot of it will come down to in some cases. We'll be right back with more on the BOF podcast. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit from a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off-limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. 
I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you feel like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. And not just any experts, specialised experts. Real people who love this stuff, with real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder or step out in that streetwear, you'll realise that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I guess the ultimate decider will be, can this AI-aided design create products that people actually want to make and then sell and that there's a customer out there that wants to buy them? Right. And so at the end of the day, the market will speak. But I guess I wonder what that means for all those designers out there, Mark, who are graduating from fashion schools, you know, looking forward to building careers in the fashion industry as designers. There's already so many graduates per year in the US, for example. There's tens of thousands of new fashion graduates, fashion design graduates every year, and not enough jobs for them. So what do you think this means for the job of a fashion designer? I think it's really hard to say at this point. I mean, people on the AI side of things always make the argument that the jobs aren't going to disappear. They're just going to change. What that would mean for a fashion designer is your skill set would have to change. I don't know that an AI would do everything. Like it would probably still be helpful to know how to design clothing, you know, how to create patterns and do all the work. But it would probably also be helpful to know how to work with AI, how to create the right prompts, that sort of thing. So it would be an additional skill set. Now, again, like that's what the AI industry would likely say. How these things all play out in reality is another question. I mean, I think if companies are able to find that they can do the same amount of work with fewer people, they will take that option every time. Yeah. I guess where the human intervention will still be required is like the AI can probably generate tons and tons and tons of new ideas or options, but ultimately like human taste will play a role in figuring out which designs to leave on the table. So I guess the human intervention, as you say, it's like the role of the designer might change. And some of the stuff I've seen coming out of this AI world is so interesting to look at. But then it also has this kind of layer of strange perfection and gloss to it that makes it feel almost not real. I guess what I'm waiting to see is like, 
the first garments that are actually designed this way, what they like look like and feel like in person. Yeah, I'm curious too. I mean, people talk about ways to spot AI generated images. And so it'll be things like unnecessary parts on machinery. Like the AI doesn't know what all the gears are for. It just knows that in images it's analyzed and trained on in the past, there are a bunch of gears. So it'll just create a bunch of gears. They might be useless. Or things like the number of fingers on somebody's hand. Like, again, it doesn't really know what the fingers are for, what they do, how many they're supposed to be. So I do think we're still a ways from fully designed garments, like just using AI. I do think there's going to be a level of human intervention for a while still. The use of generative AI, again, it's not just for design work. People are talking about using it in other ways, like product descriptions and some of that sort of work behind the scenes as well. And that's another case where like, Again, like it doesn't necessarily know what's right and what's wrong. It just knows what it's seen in the past. And so I think for at least a little while, we'll see how quickly it advances. But I do think we're going to need people like actually overseeing this stuff and making sure it's accurate. It makes sense. It's good. Well, let's talk about some of those other applications because I think they're really important. And you mentioned copy and writing. Maybe AI could play a role in the generation of marketing copy on websites or product descriptions or some of this more basic type of information that customers need in order to make purchasing decisions. Or maybe AI could play a role in engaging with customers. So like a lot of the back and forth on chat with these AIs who are answering questions. I mean, anyone who's tried to use those slightly robotic customer chat services that lots of e-commerce sites have know that the limits there are pretty high, you know, you don't really get much. But if something could get that to work better, there are other ways where AI can play a role in in terms of engaging with customers. Yeah, the chat function that you mentioned is sort of one of the big opportunities there, because you're right, they they just don't work very well. I almost never use them because it it does feel like talking to a robot. You know, if you ask a question, you usually get a list of like links to their FAQ or something. Yeah, the hope is that one day AI like ChatGPT could make that a much better experience. And then also a personalized experience, which I think would be the key differentiator. So say you're logged into your account on a retailer's site, you ask where your order is, and because you're logged in, it would have your information. It could tell you what the state of your order is. You could ask it, in theory, again, questions like, what's my ideal size for this garment? And based on you know returns they've gotten feedback they've gotten from customers and that sort of thing like the ai could tell you this is going to be the best size for you this stuff is still a ways off this is a a dream for what we could do with ai in these types of jobs but there are ways that it is actually already being used and that is stuff like product descriptions shopify actually recently introduced a tool to create AI-based product descriptions that's open to people using its platform. Again, like this is a way of trying to deal with the really sort of tedious labor that is very time-consuming, that is arguably not a lot of value added so that people would be freed up to do other jobs and to do jobs where they would add more value, whatever that might be. But yeah, even creative things like marketing copy, uh, you know, Mint Mobile, the mobile company owned by actor Ryan Reynolds, they put out an ad recently that was written by ChatGPT, and it's pretty good. It's not like some obviously wonky, terrible ad. And so I think 
there are definitely opportunities to use it in all sorts of ways. I recently asked ChatGPT using some prompts to write a review of New York Fashion Week in the style of Tim Blanks. And I have to tell you, there was a massive gap between what Tim would say and what the AI said. So I think Tim's job is safe for now. But yeah, in terms of like more basic marketing product, that kind of copy, I think it's pretty amazing what the tool can do if given, you know, as we said earlier, the right prompts and information to take those inputs and turn it into something that you wouldn't be embarrassed to put in front of your customer. Tim, you know, Tim can't be replaced. So I think he'll have a long career. But yeah, I mean, even the founder of OpenAI has said, like, don't use this stuff for anything important just yet. It still gets facts wrong and that sort of thing. But you can use it to get ideas. If you want a first draft of something that you're going to have to refine yourself, like that's a good place to start. So Mark, what do you think the risks are? There's been a lot of questions and conversations in the wider AI conversation about the ethics of AI, the mistakes, potentially like really devastating mistakes that this kind of technology can create. But in an industry like fashion, what are the risks that industry leaders and anyone who works in the industry should be aware of? So the way AI works is it's trained on past information. So whatever biases, whatever problems exist in that past information, it can repeat them. So that could mean anything. It could mean using racist language because it's finding that stuff on the internet. It could mean coming up with an ideal dress or something that is an ideal designed for a slim white woman and not every range of body types. You know, So all that sort of stuff, anything that has been an issue in the fashion industry in the past, those are danger areas to watch out for. The other thing too is like we talked about, it's not always producing accurate information. However, that could turn up in, in copy, that kind of thing. You have to watch out for that. But then beyond that, I think there's a whole other area where you're getting into intellectual property. And that is actually a big concern for artists right now because AI is trained on past imagery what it's creating that's new, still, it's using signatures and ideas and that sort of thing from designers who've made work in the past. It opens up the opportunity for people to easily copy somebody's work. It might be a new design, but it would be in the style of their work. And that's something that artists have been dealing with, actually. So somebody with a really distinct look, like a you know a Rick Owens, in theory, like if you wanted to produce a novel design that is not one of his previous designs, but very much copies his look and his aesthetic and his style, that becomes a lot easier. Now, of course, the fashion industry is, has been copying for a very long time, so that's arguably not super new, but it does, again, like make it potentially easier. And I, I think that is a big risk, too, is just the more we're basing everything on just repeating what's been done in the past, the less opportunity there is to create something genuinely new. Yeah, and I think that underscores why at the end of the day, regardless of how this technology develops, we're still going to need genuine creativity to drive this industry. Well, Mark, it's been really nice chatting with you about this. I'm, I'm really keen to see how all of this develops in the coming months and years. And you know, this generative AI technology is like really the hot topic of now, but I think we're at the very, very, very early days of 
its real application in industries like fashion. And so I guess it remains to be seen, but feels really exciting and interesting. And so it's been a long time since I immersed myself in a new technology, trying to figure it out as a, a lay person. I feel like it is exciting. And you mentioned earlier that we've gone through these hype cycles with things like the metaverse. This is one that I think could be different for even total like metaverse skeptics, like Web3 skeptics that I've seen also come around and say like, this could be big, this could be transformational. And I think one of the main reasons is that unlike the metaverse at this point, this is something where you can see the real world applications. You can imagine them, you can see how they would be put into use. And we're also starting to see how they're being put into use. I mean, Microsoft is integrating this into its products right now. This is not some dream for 10 years from now. If the technology works, it's something that's actually happening. And so in technology, we tend to get ahead of ourselves a bit and and get very excited and talk about everything as a transformation. We'll see if that happens here. It may be that some of the bugs and dangers in this new variety of AI, well, it's actually not that new. It's been around, but recently popularized and publicized variety of AI. If it lives up to its promise or if in the end, you know, it, it takes on some niche tasks but doesn't change everything. Either way, I do think it'll be very interesting to watch and I'm excited to see what designers, what consumers and what businesses do with it. Yeah, that's very well put, Mark. And for those of you who are listening who are interested in learning more about artificial intelligence and how it's shaping the fashion industry, you should join us for our next BOF Professional Summit, which is called AI Web3 and an Inflection Point in Fashion Tech. And we'll be gathering together leaders from across technology and fashion to help make sense of how these technologies are going to continue to shape the industry that we all know and love. And so we have early bird tickets that are available until February 28th, and there'll be a link to the event page in the episode notes. So check it out. If you're not in New York, where we'll be holding the event, then you can also join us live online for BOF professional members. So Mark, thank you so much for breaking it all down. That was very helpful as always. And I look forward to seeing you in New York for the summit. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Uh, Looking forward to the summit as well. The BOF podcast is edited and produced by Emma Clark, Kate Vartan, and Eric Bria in the BOF studio team. You know that's the sound of another sale on your online Shopify store. But did you know Shopify powers selling in person too? That's right. Shopify is the sound of selling everywhere. Online, in-store, on social media, and beyond. (coughs) Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help 
is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash BOF, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash BOF to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash BOF. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? For me, I got a chef-grade range recently, and now I'm cooking new things every single night. Seriously, no cuisine is off limits. The point is, when we own exceptional things, they inspire us to do exceptional things. The all-new Lexus GX has an exceptional capability that will have you seeing possibilities you never knew existed. Its advanced technology and luxurious interior mean that wherever you go, you'll never go without. I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all-new Lexus GX, luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.